welcome to G Live, a board game podcast hosted by Gaming Library. My name is Glory, and I'm Leo. So welcome back, guys! Happy 2020. Um, it's uh, been a while since you've last heard from us, but uh, do know that we are going to get back on the grind. You can expect our episodes to be coming at you consistently now on a bi-monthly basis, this being the first of many to follow in this new year. Glory, how have you been? I've been good. I haven't been playing a lot since we took a break last December mm-hmm. because we're in G-Live for yeah. the longest time. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me, guys, if you haven't checked out G-Live Game Night, Please do check it out uh, every Tuesday night at the Gaming Library Facebook account. Um, we've been, we started again. Siguro nakadalawa na tayo, right? Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. The, the, tonight is the second one. So we're actually getting ready to stream tonight. So please do check that out because you can catch us game every Tuesday night. Yep, uh, we do have a handful of games and uh, we uh, play uh, quite a variety of games and uh, I think this year we're going to have a new direction because last year we played a roll and write every single uh, weeknight that we uh, played Mm -hmm. but uh, this year tune in for uh, the next big thing. But uh, it's weird because uh, to start the show we are going to be looking back and um, looking back I seem to be behind the loop. Mm-hmm. Ngayon lang ako biglang uh, sabi nating nalulong sa Roll and Write. Uh. <laughs> yeah, over the holidays, I have played at least a dozen times Ganshan Clever. Yes, it's and one it's, of the best. Yeah, it's such a nice game to introduce people with. And, you know, it's, it's a game that you sit down and as soon as they learn to play, you go one more, mm-hmm. one more. And it have you tried the app? Plays so quick. No, 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 no. Because I, I really like the tactile feel of rolling. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mentioned looking back real quick before we get into our uh, contributors. Let's uh, talk about the uh, bestsellers from uh, the holiday season. Yes. Why is this important? Because ito yung mga for sure niregalo ng mga tao mm-hmm. to their loved ones, mm-hmm. right? At sa nila. Yes, at sa nila. 13th month pay. Why not buy yourself a game? But looking at the list, I would say it's a gift. It's something that maybe they want someone to get into gaming. They give they give a board game as a gift. Yeah, it's a gift not just for individuals as well because uh, based on this list, we are going to be talking about the top five bestsellers. It could be for families as well. So it's not sulit. I think uh, looking back and personally, this is what I would do as well. Give a gift to the family, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just the individual. So let's get into it. These are the top five bestsellers of the holiday season 2019. Let's start with number five here. This is uh, going to be Cabo. Cabo, yeah. Because um, Gaming Library had a huge restock last December of Cabo. It was, it was out of stock for a couple of months. And yes, I agree. This is the perfect gift for someone. Nah, not really new into gaming. I think there are more gateway game friend ga- gateway games mm-hmm. out there. Simpler games. Yes, simpler games. But this one is really that sweet spot for someone who would just plays casually and even your gamer friends. Yeah, it's a nice level up to games l- such as um, Monopoly Deal mm-hmm. or uh, Uno. It, it, it's a great uh, middle ground for that. So yeah, hits the sweet spot. Cabo at number five. Number four, it's uh, Codenames Philippines. Yes, Codenames Philippines. Kakarating ng din nito, ba? Restock. Yes, restock. We've uh, sold so many over uh, the couple of years that it's been out. Mm-hmm. And uh, glad to see that it's still going very strong in uh, 2019. You so, know, yeah. this is the only Codenames copy that I have kept. I bought all of them. All, all, the, all the flavors. All the flavors, except the Marvel. And this is the one that remained. Because it's uh, got a touch of home. Yes. And 
a personal touch from yours truly yes. along with the rest of the gaming library team so uh, I re- very remem- well remember the sleepless nights we, we spent mm-hmm. on, on Google Sheets and on, on like pieces of paper writing down uh, the code names PH words <laughs> that you guys have played with let's go ahead and uh, go hit uh, a notable uh, an honorable mention mm-hmm. because uh, this is not part of uh, the top 5 officially but it has sold quite a bit mm-hmm. and that is Keyforge specifically the Worlds Collide uh, expansion the Which purple box arrived December as well right uh, or November November mid November okay okay yeah so oh, even in December it was selling like hotcakes so that's an honorable mention but let's go ahead and hit number 3 here organ attack organ attack of course Tried and true then top. Plus, we have the team's expansion already for Organ yeah. Attack. Yeah, originally uh, released in 2017, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was pegged as the uh, Exploding Kittens Killer, but I don't think it did exactly that. It, it, it carved its own little uh, place in our hearts. Yes. And uh, yeah, it did very well in the, the holiday season 2019. Let's go ahead. Wait, uh, you know, kung kanina siya magandang iregalo? Specifically? Yes. To someone who's taking up med school. Yes, my sister has this. Uh, she yeah. asked for it. So I gave my sister this as a, uh, a copy as well. Love it. Organ attack number three. Number two, let's get into it. The one that uh, almost made it, the, the one that almost uh, sold the most in Holiday 2019, that is Politrix. Politrix, yes. The new edition Politrix. Purple box. Purple box, which, also, we, which we played last week in the stream and also arrived last December. This uh, was uh, out of print for quite a while. Yes. And now that I it's had the back, original one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, which I played in 2015. Yes. Yeah, looking back, this game uh, had its own flavor back then, but now it was revamped. There was a few characters, mm-hmm. cards, stories mm-hmm. added. That's it's very timely. So yeah, Politrix, a number two. A uh, number one here, bestseller for holiday 2019. It's Stick Stack. Stick Stack. Not Crazy Tower? Nope. Did I'm you see that coming though, Stick Stack? Uh, not really because it's been out since All Aboard Excel early this year. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 almost it's been cooking for about a year. Or is this Stick Stack take? Philippine edition? That one. Oh, Philippine Same. edition. Same. Uh, there's not much different. Yes, but yeah. I mean, because the restock yan eh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yung mga tao. Mm-hmm. It's such a such a good game. It is a good game. My only issue about it is the spring. Yes. Na- spring, goodbye game. Well, the game isn't that expensive. That's so true. So it's, it's a good value, ladies and gentlemen. That has been your top five for uh, the bestsellers in uh, December holiday 2019. Gloria, are there anything that you missed out here that you you thought would be there? I thought just one would be at the top of the list. Just honestly. one is, is tricky. It's such a such a, such a thinky game. Mm-hmm. But again, once you get the sweet spot, once you figure out, ah, let's go, this is how you play it. Like Dixit. Yep. That's that it's got that charm. I think uh personally the Avalons or the cards against they should have been there. Ah, uh, but I think that's a a gift two years ago. Can really replace that niche and something that you can give to someone who already owns cards against humanity, yeah, yeah, Avalon. Yeah. And yeah, it might be because they already have it. Yes. Yeah. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your uh December twenty nineteen best sellers. We are gonna be moving on to our contributors. Do stay tuned. Hi y'all, Sam here, one of your friendly neighborhood GL curators. Today I'll be talking about unmatched. If you listen to episode 1 of this G-Live podcast, you'll have heard me mention that Unmatched was my most anticipated game from Gen Con 2019. Well, I've finally gotten my hands on everything released for this game so far, and I'm excited to talk about it. Unmatched is a miniatures dueling game published by Restoration Games, 
in partnership with Mondo Games. It plays from 2 to 4 players and lasts around 20 to 40 minutes. There are currently 3 sets released for Unmatched. The first set is Battle of Legends Volume 1, which is a 4-character set featuring Medusa, King Arthur, Alice, and Sinbad. The next is a 2-character set featuring Robin Hood and Bigfoot. And the third is a single-character box featuring Bruce Lee. Both the Battle of Legends Volume 1 and Robin Hood and Bigfoot sets contain two-sided maps. The Battle of Legends map can play up to four players, while the Robin Hood v Bigfoot map only plays two players. The Bruce Lee box does not contain a map. The setup for this game is pretty easy. You pick your fighter, pick a map, then place your fighter on the map by picking any one of the designated starting spaces, and then you place your sidekicks, if any, on the same zone as your fighter. You shuffle up your cards, draw your starting hand of 5 cards, and you're ready to play. Playing the game is just as easy. You have 2 actions each turn. These actions can either be maneuver, scheme, or attack. You can choose to do 2 different actions or the same action twice. If you maneuver, you draw a card and move your hero and or your sidekick by their movement value. If you scheme, you play a scheme card from your hand and the proper fighter does what the card says. If you attack, you declare which of your fighters is attacking and which of your opponent's fighters is being attacked. Melee fighters can attack adjacent fighters or those standing on spaces directly connected by a line. Ranged fighters can attack adjacent fighters or do a ranged attack targeting fighters in the same zone. Spaces that share the same color are considered in the same zone. Multicolored spaces are considered part of more than one zone. During an attack, the attacker must play a card with an attack or versatile icon. The defender may or may not play a card with a defend or versatile icon. If the attack value on the attacker's card is higher than the defense value on the defender's card, then the defender takes damage equal to the difference. If the defense value is higher, no damage is dealt. If the defender did not play a card, the defender takes damage equal to the attack value on the attacker's card. Some cards will have effects that activate immediately, during combat, or after combat. These are resolved as indicated with the defender's actions pushing through ahead of the attacker's in case the indicated timing is the same. The game is played until someone's hero dies. The surviving hero is then declared the winner. Unmatch is a quick, easy, streamlined miniatures dueling game. For me, it hits that sweet spot between complexity and depth that I look for in these types of games. The rules are easy to understand and to teach. The setup is a snap. You have a limited decision space, but the decisions you do make have a meaningful impact on the game. The different heroes play differently, and it's interesting to learn their quirks. It's fun to play casually, but you can also have fun dissecting and studying the various decks if that's your thing. The heroes that have been released so far all play differently from each other. They each have their own strengths and weaknesses that feel true to the character. Familiarizing yourself with the different decks will definitely give you an advantage in the game. The art in this game is phenomenal, and the minis look cool. I'm also excited by the upcoming heroes that have been announced. We're getting some classic literary characters like Sherlock Holmes, The Invisible Man, Dracula, and Jekyll and Hyde. We're also getting dinosaurs and characters from Jurassic Park, including a pack of velociraptors and Dr. Ellie Sattler. Overall, I've had great fun with this game, and it will be my go-to light skirmish game. It's fun, exciting, and easy to play. 
There's publisher support for the game and lots of things to look forward to. The pool of characters will only get better and better with each new release. It's definitely a 5 for me. I've gone the extra mile to get my hands on a copy of this game and I'm likely to keep doing so with each new release. If you're looking for a lightweight, head-to-head skirmish game, I highly encourage you to give it a try. Again, that's Unmatched, published by Restoration Games in partnership with Mondo Games. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone and Happy New Year! Jericho here for another game review and this time I'm reviewing Quinto. Quinto is a roll and write game by Bernard Lotch and Uwe Rapand. It's for 2-6 players. It's currently selling at 850 pesos with Gaming Library. So in this game, players are trying to win by having the most points. Yay! You get the most points by quickly and cleverly filling up your score sheet with numbers in the sheet's three colored rows which are orange, yellow, and purple. Each row has nine spaces in which you can fill up numbers. On a turn, the active player rolls 1 to 3 colored dice, which are also the colors as the rows in the score sheet, yellow, orange, and purple. Each player can place whatever sum is rolled into an empty space in a row that matches the color of one of the, one of the dice. For example, with the 3 dice, I rolled a 12, so I can put that 12 in the orange, yellow, or purple row. If only if I only use the yellow and purple dice, I can only put that in the yellow and purple roll, uh, purple row. There are two rules in writing down numbers. The first rule is that numbers in a row should be in ascending order from left to right. So obviously, you should put low numbers on the left side of the sheet and bigger numbers on the right. How you spread them out is up to you. Obviously, don't put your 10s, 11s, or 12s on the far left, or you're going to have a terrible time filling up that row. The second rule is that numbers in a column should be non-repeating. This means before writing down a number and after checking if you're following the first rule, you should check if the space above and or below have different numbers. The catch is if you are the active player, aka the one who rolled the dice, you must write down the result for the rest while for the rest of the players it is optional. You may roll up to two times, and if in that second time the result can't be written in your score sheet because it violates the two rules, you get a fail mark, which is negative 5 points. You keep playing the game until a player has filled up two rows or when a player has received four fails. Players then tally their points. First, if you have a completed row, you score the number that's on the end of the row. Most likely, that number is a two-digit number that can either be a 15, 16, 17, or even the great 18, depending on what you wrote. Next, if you have an uncompleted row, you score the number of spaces you filled up, disregarding the value of the number placed. Lastly, if you have a number inside a pentagon, and... That numbers column is complete and non-repeating, you also score that number. There are 5 pentagons in the sheet that you can score. So after adding everything up, minus your fails, the player with the highest number wins. So Quinto is really a do-it-yourself bingo card that's being dictated by the dice and by you as the player as you fill it up, and has some kind of Sudoku-style rules. In this game, you have to play the probabilities. It's a bit of pressure luck since as you fill up your sheet with more and more numbers, you're hoping that the other numbers will show up to fill up your open spaces. For example, how likely will you get the 18, 17, or even a 16? Do you leave the space at the end of your rows just for those numbers? Should you take all the dice results of all the other players, 
even if it's just gonna make your score sheet tight. But if you don't take their numbers, they might be filling up their score sheets faster than you, and you may not trigger the end game. You may not get two rows. But it's all up to you. Quinto is a super quick, simple, and fun roll and write that you can play back to back to back. Last Saturday, I taught this game to three new players, and we played it five times back to back to back. Another thing that makes this game really, really good is that everyone's involved every turn since everyone's looking at the dice as you roll. What did you roll? Are you using it? Should I use it? Uh, weaknesses for the game. Um, since it's just numbers and colors, the theme is very abstract. Your first game with new players would always involve some kind of game error. In my experience, there's usually two rules that new players tend to forget. The first one is that people would write down their scores from the pentagons even if the column is not complete. And the second one is that people forget about the non-repeating rule in the column. I noticed that it's just hard to absorb rules that don't have any thematic sense to it. But this is just a small thing. So I recommend making your very first game with new players a trial game so no one feels bad for screwing up. It's a waste of paper, but it's worth a trial if it means getting to play more and more and more. Um, using the gaming library rating, it's a 5. Oh my god, I love this game so much. A lot of my games involve people cheering out loud because they got that sweet, sweet number they needed. There's such a rush and high when at one point you're saying, I need a 12, I need a 12, please, please, please roll a 12. And then a 12 has finally rolled. Ah, just pure bliss. Is it the best roll and write out there? No, but it's one of the most fun and engaging ones I've played. So yes, it's worth it. So worth it. Get your copy now. It's only 850 pesos and you get so much game out of it. If you're worried that the pad might run out, my pad has run out, you could just uh, get some of the sheets, laminate it, and use whiteboard markers. So it's one way to save your game forever i guess so get 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 the game it's 850 very affordable so that's quinto and i'll see you guys next time it's ben dares all how do you do here we go again with a rhyming review deckscapes the line escapes the game dv gyochi's the publisher test times the name open the box just cards within no app is required let the test begin there's a not Doc Brown, and his time machine's broke. Solve two dozen plus puzzles, and you'd better not choke. Hints are not penalties, so that is a feature. Best use them if you want to get back to the future. Now the puzzles are split into four sections, you see. Tackle one at a time, or with friends, solve them simultaneously. That is a positive, as you can play anew by taking the section your comrade previously passed for you. You get one shot and an answer before going on to the next. Fail and you're saddled with a bitter, jaded, and evil ex. Track your failed relationships if you're keeping score. There's multiple endings to give you what for. A negative is the deck setup. Lift the card and be shown. The next challenge to be had, so the surprise has been blown. Overall, the puzzles are far cleverer than they look. They are akin to the Be an Interplanetary Spy series of books. It has visual tricks, and the riddles are logically sound, straightforwardly smart, and winners all around. Deckscape differs from Exit or Unlock, a different flavor for conundrum connoisseurs to take stock. A gem of a pocket escape room, high marks it commands. Give Deckscape series a try. Escape if you can. 
I hope you guys enjoy the segments of our contributors. Now, Leo, you mentioned looking back. Mm-hmm. How about looking forward? What's in it? What's in it for our listeners and our viewers this 2020? Well, we did mention that G Live Game Nights are back in full swing. Mm-hmm. As well, we're going to have a new theme to feature in uh, our streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in to find out. Last year's was Rolling Right, which I am now feeling the full effects of. <laughs> uh, the hype is real, even for the people who are working on the show. But uh, yeah, this year, speci- specifically uh, in uh, January uh, until the end of the month, we are asking for your help. Do help us uh, define Fine or uh, work out this list. We are asking you, what are your topics for games of the decade? Mm-hmm. Topics, game of the decade. How many? How many entries can they give? Uh, we have a post up right now on Facebook. That's our Facebook page, Gaming Library. You can comment as many titles as you'd like, and we are going to aggregate every single entry. And the games that have been mentioned the most are going to be making it into this top fifty uh, games of uh, the decade list. Now, what do we mean by the top games? Right? Yeah. We are asking for the most revolutionary, the most significant, the most popular, the most profitable mm-hmm. games that were released. From 2010 to 2019. So it's not necessarily your favorite games. Not necessarily your top uh, top 50 favorite games of all time. It has it has something to do with it influencing the community and the market and even the producers of these games. Yes, the genres, the yes. mechanics, essentially. So, so let's some- say in um, Granddaddy Rolling Right of the Decade. There you go. That started everything. Legacy game, right? Yes, I mean, I think game. legacy games were, were brought up even before 2010. Yes. So maybe someone who perfected it. Like yes. The game that perfected the genre. So uh, we're asking for your help, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and visit our Facebook page. It's Gaming Library. You'll see it. Uh, it's it's the post that asks you what are your top games of the decade comment any number of games all right we will be listening and this is going to be your part in making history the definitive list of the top games of the decade so what will happen also is that as uh, content providers we will try to focus on these games as well after we've um, come up with a list of the top 50 most influential board games of the decade then our curators um, the gaming library curators or content um, contributors will also be focusing on those games. Yep. Not 100%. We will still have our usual reviews, our previews, our publisher spotlights. But we will try to insert some content related to the top 50 influential board games of the decade. Yeah, We will essentially discuss, argue, digest as to why these games made it into this list. And of course, uh, that's going to be uh, essentially your uh, insight or your way as to figuring out, hey, this is missing from my collection. Maybe it should make it since it was one of the best of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's going to wrap up our first variety show for this year, 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please don't forget to catch us every Tuesday night at um, the Gaming Library Facebook accounts. And also our podcast, which is a bi-monthly podcast and any of the podcatchers you are using. Make sure to click like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow right here on Spotify. With that being said, we have been your hosts. My name is Leo. I'm Glory. Keep on gaming. Thank you for listening. This is a G-Live production brought to you by Gaming Library and the Board Gamer PH. G-Live is a bi-monthly podcast with a variety show and roundtable discussion for your dose of tabletop gaming.